when I'm making payments from you know distributions to my investors from the property's income, I always, always calculate it as return on capital. So I basically, if I project 6% every year, then if somebody invested $100,000, of course, assuming that we are operating well, they're going to get paid $6,000. Hi, welcome to Ready to Scale Season 3. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. I'm a real estate investor, syndicator, and operator of multifamily properties. And in this season, we're going to focus on dialogues that drive success. Building real wealth is not a fairy tale nor rocket science, but there's so much to learn. So grab a cup of coffee and join me each week for in-depth conversations with successful real estate investors. Conversations that are designed to help you drive your wealth, investment, knowledge, and lifestyle to the next level. And of course, you can always go to my website, elliperlman.com, to read more about investing passively in multifamily. Welcome to another episode of Ready to Scale. I'm your host, broadcasting from Providence, Rhode Island, and my name is Ellie Perlman. Today, I want to talk to you about the difference between return on capital and return of capital, and we'll go into why it's actually important for you as an investor in a syndication to know it's really important for you guys to understand the difference and how different sponsors are looking into the definition between return on capital and return of capital when they're making distributions that can be very impactful on your returns. So stay with me. I'm going to walk you through it. It's not going to be a very long episode, but I really want you to understand the difference. So let's get started. Generally speaking, return on capital is when a syndicator, for instance, a sponsor, pays distributions to investors. It could be monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, whatever it is. The payments are being done normally from the property's rents and, and other income, for instance, from washers and dryers, from Amazon lockers, and other fees. So generally speaking, many times those payments are return on capital, which means that if you've invested $100,000, for instance, and you're receiving a 6% return, then you get $6,000 a year in monthly or quarterly payments, and that's 6% return on capital. So every year, once you invested, of course, the hundred k every year you're going to get those 6% on the same investment, the same principle, the same 100K. So if the property is being held for, let's say, five years, then you're going to get $6,000 in year one, two, three, four, and five. And that would be return on capital because the return is pegged to the initial investment. On the other hand, return of capital is cash that is being paid either once or periodically, you know, monthly or quarterly. And that payment reduces your initial investment balance. So in the previous example, if you've invested 100K and you were paid $6,000 in year one, 
then your balance in year two is not 100K, it's $94,000, which is 100K minus $6,000. And so in year two, the 6% is going to be calculated based on $94,000 and not based on $100,000. So you're going to get slightly less every year. So basically, if I can sum it up in one sentence, return on capital is return on your investment that takes into account that is pegged to your initial investment, while return of capital basically sees the money that is being paid to you as a return of your initial investment. So your investment balance goes down every time you get paid. So why does it matter? We're going to get into it. I can tell you Personally, as a sponsor, when I'm making payments from you know distributions to my investors from the property's income, I always, always calculate it as return on capital. So I basically, if I project 6% every year, then if somebody invested $100,000, of course, assuming that we are operating well, they're going to get paid $6,000. I don't take the payments and reduce the investment balance. But some sponsors do. So you need to make sure that when you're talking to a sponsor, you need to make sure that the 6% or whatever pref you are being presented is based on return on capital and not return of capital. So I prefer to do it this way. Having said that, there are instances when return of capital is the right approach. So the instances, there are two instances where return of capital is the right approach when you pay investors. One of them is refinance and the other one is selling the property. So when you exit. So what happens with refinance, let's say you purchased a property and you took a certain loan for $60 million. Now, after two years, during the first two years, you paid 6%. As an investor, you got paid 6%. You invested 100K, so that's $6,000 a year. So you got $12,000 in profits. Now, by the end of year two, it's let's say it's time to refinance. So what the sponsor is going to do, they're going to repay the original loan and put in place a better loan. And sometimes if the net operating income increases, and you can still get the same loan to value, let's say of 74%, then 74%, you know, the value of the property increases because the net operating income increases, which means instead of 60 million, you can now repay that loan and put $62 million as a loan. And so you have $2 million that are sitting in your account after you paid the original loan. Then as a sponsor, you basically should actually return it to investors as a return of capital because the source is not the property's income. The source is a loan. So basically, and that's how I say that's how I would do it when it comes to refinancing where the proceeds are from a loan, then basically investors are going to get some of their investment back because now we got an infusion of capital irrelevant of the properties, you know, not directly relevant to the property's operations. Not It's the $2 million, the source was not the property's income or, you know, rents or any other fees. In that case, 
some sponsors are going to look at the distributions moving forward from the income of the property, the PREF of 6%, for instance, they can look at it still as a return on capital, but they're going to say, hey, you know, because of the refinance, we return, let's say, out of your 100K, we gave you back $50,000 from the loan proceeds. And now the 6% PREF in year three is not going to be $6,000. It's not based on the 100K. It's going to be based on $50,000. So you're going to get $3,000. This is something that sponsors can make a decision, whether they're adjusting your investment balance based and calculating the PREF payments based on the new lower balance. I personally prefer to keep it pegged to the original investment because the way that I view it, the property is still doing well. It's, you know, the cash flow is there, the income is there. So there's really no reason to keep paying investors less if the property is doing so well. It did so well that you could refinance and capture some significant amount of cash. And so refinancing is one of the instances where it should be recorded as return of capital. But then the question is, what is a sponsor doing with the PREF payments, let's say the 6%, I still think they should, it's going to be better for investors if that's going to be pegged to the initial investment amount, not to the updated investment balance. But it really depends on the sponsor. The second case where return of capital happens is obviously when the property is sold and then you're getting your initial investment back with your portion of the sale proceeds. Now, why does it matter? The way that your sponsor is calculating the cash flow that is coming from the property's income during the whole period, whether it's return of capital or if it's return on capital, it matters because after the first year, you still want to get the same PREF of 6% based on your initial investment, let's say of 100K, and not on the lower amount let's say $94,000 after the payments in year one were counted as return of your investment. So now your balance is lower. So you always want to make sure that the sponsor is pegging the PREF payments to your original investment. Otherwise, you're going to get lower and lower dollar amount you know, returns every year because the balance is going to go down every year. Secondly, it matters how the sponsor sees the income or the payments to investors, whether it is return of capital or return on capital, because when the property is being sold, the IRR calculation could be artificially higher if it's being calculated based on return of capital. And I'm going to explain. When, let's say you've invested $100,000 and for two years, you got $10,000 every year. So if the sponsor is going to look at those payments as return of capital, then your balance by the end of year two is going to be $80,000, right? That's $100,000 minus $20,000. Now, let's say you got $40,000 as sale proceeds. That's your share as an investor, your pro rata share of the sale proceeds. You got $40,000 when the property was sold. So the question is for IR calculation, $40,000 return 
based on a 100K initial investment is much lower than $40,000 based on $80,000 investment. So when you want to look at the whole cycle and see if the sponsor was right on with their IRR calculation, if they're calculating your share of the exit price based on return of investment, then that could be lower than the actual IRR. So you got to make sure you understand that calculation and how the sponsor is looking into it. That's it for today, guys. I hope uh, that that was beneficial for you. Be bold, be great, keep pushing forward, and I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.